Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited today because in the house, we have Adrian Brady Chizanza. I love that name, Chizanza. And by the way, it's spelled C-E-S-A-N-A. And I want to know how you get C-H out of C-E-S or a Z out of an S. Anyway, it's because he's Italian. <laughs> so Adrian Brady Chizanza is going to be with us. And I got to tell you, I was on his podcast. Oh, I can't remember. It's been a while, but it's called CX Chronicles, a great podcast. It comes out almost every week. And he's written a book titled The Four CX Pillars to Grow Your Business Now, the Customer Experience Playbook. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his four pillars, but a couple of quick announcements real quickly. If you've got an amazing story you want to share, please reach out to me on all of the social media channels because I'm on all of them. And just let me know you've got the story, share the story, and I may share it with everyone. If you've got a question, use the hashtag AskShep and I'll answer the question there. I may answer the question on this show. I may write a blog about it, or I may even put it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or go home and you can find that on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, or you can just go to this great website, beamazing.tv, and you get the episodes there. All right, let's jump into our interview today. It's always fun to talk with a somebody I would consider more of a colleague, another author, another customer experience professional, and that's who Adrian is. Adrian Brady Chizanza, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Hey, Chef, how are you, man? Super, super excited to be here today, my friend. Well, we have a lot to talk about. First of all, the book, The Four CX, as in Customer Experience Pillars to Grow Your Business Now, the Customer Experience Playbook. Give us a quick little uh, like uh, 30-second elevator pitch about the book. You got it. So, Shep, um, you know, I spent about 10 years in New York City uh, having the privilege of working at a number of different venture capital-backed startup companies. Um, spent time at one of the country's fastest-growing floral subscription companies in H-Bloom. Uh, spent some time building the CX team at uh, a white-glove Airbnb called One Fine Stay. Took a totally different uh, path and joined a home healthcare technology company, building out a customer experience team there. And then most recently, what brought me back to Buffalo from New York City, Shep, was had the pleasure of working at a company called ACV Auctions, helping them think about how they wanted to build out their CX and CS roadmap as they scaled their company to companies public today. Um, and, and honestly, Shep, as I was going through all these experiences, man, I kept... I kept thinking about uh, these reoccurring thoughts and these reoccurring themes. And, and, and at the time, I didn't know, I, didn't, I wasn't calling them 4CX pillar, but I constantly was thinking about team and tools and process and feedback. And really as a CX leader, 
Um, these things just kept coming in front of me, right? Different challenges, different problems, different solutions, different preferences around how you could actually solve these things. And you know what, Shep? I, I, I took some of your advice from when you came on my show well over a year ago, man. I decided to put the damn things down onto paper, write my first book, get these ideas out into the world, and man, just help other other up and coming future CX and CS leaders have some type of um, uh, of starting point to understand everything that I had just learned during my time in New York. Well, that's great, and and basically what I love about this, by the way, you talk really fast, and we're about three minutes or so into the show, and you've already given us four minutes worth of content. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew we, I knew we had, I knew we had a tight show today, so I'm keeping it all in there, Chef. <laughs> well, let's jump into what these four CX pillars are, and I know it's team, tools, process, and feedback. Let's start with team. Absolutely. So, um, I think number one, Chef, the most important thing here is, you know, at this point with the CX Chronicles podcast, I've had the privilege privilege of talking with over 500 amazing customer focused business leaders across the world. We've put them into 150 episodes. Team is literally the number one thing that every one of these guests always prioritizes and puts to the top. The top of the stack is the most important pillar. Um, so when you're thinking about team, Chef, a lot, of the, a lot of the ideas when you're building a CX or a CS team at a high growth startup or at, at, a, at a growing company, you need to think about a number of different variables, man. How are team members hired? How are they trained? How are they retained? How does CX fit inside of the rest of the organization, right? I think I think most recently, CX has become one of these interesting, I would argue, the most interesting part of the business because we get our tentacles into a little bit of everything. We're involved with marketing. We're involved in sales. We're involved, of, involved with our operations, our product. We're reporting up to executive leadership. We're reporting down and socializing trends and themes. But this team stuff is huge, man, because there's you can go so, so deep and so wide with all of the different things that you need to think about while you're scaling your team, growing your team. And, and frankly, Shep, constantly training, evolving, and optimizing the team. All right. I, I just actually, uh, this morning, and I realize uh, I'm not sure this episode as we record it today will be out in January, I believe, if not early February. So, uh, But j- just uh, today, I was writing an article about the biggest mistake in customer service training. and. I'm going to, I know you probably have no idea where I'm going with this, but I just want to know, I'm going to throw it out there. Do you think you like, take a guess. What do you think that mistake is? The biggest mistake with team training? Customer service training. I would say uh, from some of the things that we're hearing, hearing some of these leaders talk about regularly, um, you oftentimes are throwing people into the fire without giving them the big picture, without giving them the story. Maybe you don't have the the North Star or the compass in front of them to show them where your business is trying to go and how you're trying to serve your customers. That'd be my biggest guess is thinking about- I think it's actually a really good guess because in the process that we have, we have a six-step process on creating the customer-focused culture. And the first thing we tell our clients is you've got to come up with the vision, the theme, the one sentence that describes it that everybody can understand. And by the way, I just gave you a hint of what the big mistake was. I used the word everybody. (laughs) <laughs> guess what happens in customer service training? They What's don't that? train everybody. They don't. They don't. They do just that. train the people that interact with customers. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that, you know what that does for the culture? Nothing. Well, it may do a little something, but it doesn't focus on what's happening behind the scenes with team members who are 
are contributing to the experience, but may not necessarily see a customer. You know, the baggage handler at the airport that's underneath the, you know, the lowest basement and is moving a bag from this pile to this pile. If they put the bag in the wrong pile, the customer is going to experience it. Absolutely. 100%. Show up. So they need to understand. And they don't necessarily need to be trained the same way somebody on the front line does, but they need to understand their role and the importance of what they do and how it fits in to the cultural idea that we want to be a customer-focused company. 100%, Chef. And you know, Chef, one more thing, man. It's the investment of the team. Some companies, they get this, they get this locked and loaded, right? They invest yeah. in, their, in their teams constantly. They have incredible people like you coming in and talking and sharing about all these different ideas about what they can do better, how they can get uh, tighter, stronger, faster. Um, some companies don't, man. And I hate to say it, but like the companies that aren't investing in their teams and they're not investing in helping to evolve and push their teams forward, their knowledge bases forward, just their general education and the, and the way that they think about the world and the way that they think about business. Those are companies that are going to be left in the dust, Shep, especially yeah. post-pandemic, man. Yep, they are. You used the word constantly just a moment ago as you were referring to constantly training and, and everything. Is, is what is your vision of what constantly looks like in this world when it so, comes to training? So it's funny. I think a lot of the work that we're doing at CX Chronicles with our client, Chef, we do weekly working sessions. The way that mm-hmm. we think about consistently creating um, new expectations, new goals, new targets, new direction sets for, for these awesome people that are working in these businesses to constantly be improving. You've got to do it weekly, man. It's, it's, it's like anything else in life. If you want to see huge results and you want to see big impact, you've got to be working on it on a regular basis. I think right. every company has got a slightly different appetite and every company has got a slightly different cadence. But I think most CX and CS leaders, if you want to have a, you know, a, a world-class team, you need to be investing in that team on a weekly basis. Bingo. And by the way, investing on a weekly basis could be five to 10 minutes. It's 100% hours. It could be part of your weekly meeting, taking a few minutes just to remind them about what your core theme is, what something new is, a new idea, you know, whatever. Sustainability is what it's about. All Absolutely. right. Let's jump into the second pillar, which is tools. Absolutely. So, okay, in the CX and the CS space, and Chef Nini, were just we were both at uh, Customer Contact Week last week in Las Vegas, right? Yes. We saw all of these. There was hundreds, right? If I remember correctly, on that map, I, I want to say it was three, four, five hundred different companies that are doing incredible things, building incredible technology, helping to understand how to use technology or leverage that technology. Tools is a really sticky place in the CX and the CS world. I think the second big thing that most of our guests are talking about in the CX Chronicles podcast is how do you navigate this space, right? Every single week, this week is, or this year, especially Shep, you saw how much money was invested in, in, in the venture side of building new CX and CS or customer success technology. Like, I don't think we've ever seen it like that before. So every week you've got a brand new tool or a brand new piece of software or a brand new solution hitting the market. And they're all saying the same thing, right? They're all saying the same thing about how they're going to help you manage your customers. They're going to help make your team's job easier, right? They're going to, they're going to keep things organized. They're going to allow you to have a beautiful customer journey map and have all of the analytics along the way with it. Maybe. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think I think what, what I've learned, you know, building a number of these different team chef in New York was these tools are phenomenal. And there's some tools that are way better than others. And there's some tools that I would argue are, are, are almost critical, especially when you're in a in a rapidly scaling company where 
maybe every month you're bringing thousands of customers on. Because if you're in that type of a game, tools and technology, man, is a huge way that you're going right. to keep on top of it. Mm-hmm. But but some of the things that we'll, 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 we'll spend time on, not only the show, but with our clients thinking about, Shep, is understanding how to use the CRM. Make sure it's fully being utilized. Make sure that you're actually integrating it with other parts of the business that can give you a broader picture of what type of information you really have about your customer portfolio. I think there's another big piece to that too, man. If you want to call yourself a truly customer focused or customer centric organization, you better be socializing that stuff, right? So folks in marketing and sales should know what's happening in customer success or account management or and in your retention. You're, you're side talking internal socialization, not yeah. not like absolutely social media to the world. You're talking about socializing internally, socializing internally so that the whole team, the whole business, everybody that's working every single day to serve your customers, they've got a good sense. They've got a good sense for what's going on in other parts of the business. They understand which key metrics or performance indicators really truly do not only drive the business forward and create sustainability for the business, but typically customer happiness too, right, Shep? If there's if, yep. we're, if we're focused on some certain measures that keep the customers coming back and keep the customers happy, let's keep doubling down on that stuff. That's really important. And a lot of time, the tools are going to be really what, what, what get us there. I think the other thing, and you spent a ton of time talking about this with all of your work, Shep, but the, the, the world has changed in terms of how we have to speak to our customers now, right? So it's not always in person anymore. Oftentimes, it's going to be telephone, email, Zoom calls, text message, There's all these different ways that we're communicating with our customers. Now, each one of those channels represents, I think, a couple of things. It it represents huge opportunities, but it also represents huge challenges, right? And huge struggles for certain companies. So thinking about how you can really pinpoint which tools or which technology is going to allow you and allow your team to best serve your customer base, that's going to be a mission critical for most growth focused companies. Yeah, I love this. And by the way, um, in my six-step process, we've already talked about you've got to establish your vision. The next thing is communication. And you just mentioned it. You got to communicate throughout the entire company that vision and the way it's being done and reinforce it with all the information that you just mentioned that helps let people know this is what's going on. And number three is training. Uh, we don't need to worry about the other three steps. People who've been listening to the show have heard me talk about this before. Okay, just in case they want to know, it's uh, executives and leadership, managers, supervisors need to be role models. Yep. They need to defend the culture. That's number five. And they need to celebrate it and let everybody know it's working and give people that pat on the back that they need. Uh, that's step six. But what I want to do right now is I want to give a short break to our audience. And when we come back, I want to continue talking about the four pillars, and that would be the other two, process and feedback. We are talking with Adrian Brady Chazanza, the author of the four CX pillars to grow your business. Now, the customer experience playbook, it is available on Amazon. And if you want to learn more about Adrian, CX Chronicles, that's the name of his organization. Website for it? www.cxchronicles.com. Can't get any easier than that. We're coming back in just a moment. Don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. 
just go to www.i'llbebackbook.com. Again, that's www.i'llbebackbook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I did something that was so not amazing. I mispronounced Adrian's last name. Here I was so excited that I got the C-H-I-Z-A-N-A, and I, I said Chizanza. I threw an extra Z in there. I don't know why. <laughs> and it's Adrian Brady Chizana. That, that, Shet, I, I thought you were just so excited and so pumped up that at first it was like, let's just let this roll. Let's let him go with that. <laughs> All right. But I'm going to say right up front, that's just the way it is. Uh, it, it, and and uh, so anyway, apologize for that little mistake. Absolutely Less than no amazing. <laughs> but we're going to make up for it in a big way because we're going to keep pushing this amazing book of yours, The Four CX Pillars to Grow Your Business Now. And we've been talking about uh, the first two, which are teams and tools. But now let's get into number three, which is process. Absolutely. So, so Shep, with process, this is a big one. I think, um, look, I know that we've both heard a number of wildly successful entrepreneurs and business executives say that processes can be undervalued or it could be less important, right? It's more about being, fo- it's more about being able to pivot, being able to be agile, being able to re- make immediate changes, almost avoid process so that you don't over-construct guardrails that could prevent you from making a, a, making a really clean cut move that gets you out of a bad situation. Here's the thing. When you're building these companies and you are growing these companies and you're building out these CX and these CS teams, process becomes imperative, Shep. And I think when I say process, I'm thinking about two things specifically. Number one, having a living playbook. A playbook can be as simple as a one-page sheet that gives a 10-person team a really clean, clear-cut view in black and white on what the expectations are. It might be expectations around how the team is formed, expectations around how you're going to use the tools. Or Shep, like you mentioned in the last pillar, you got to be sure that you know how to use the damn tools or else everybody's mm-hmm. in trouble. Yep. Um, the third thing could be about process, understanding where to find critical information, where to find your knowledge base, how to help your agents or your customer-focused uh, reps or your customer-facing reps know where they can go find answers. And better yet, make sure that the answers are consistent, right? You never want to get- up to date. And up to date, that's the other thing. And I love that you bring this up because one of the biggest challenges most companies have with their living playbooks or their standard operating procedures or whatever you're calling them, right? Whatever you're calling them in your business, it's the ability to control and monitor those things. Somebody, some A player on the team um, should be tasked with whether it's a weekly, a bi-weekly, at the, at the absolute uh, uh, latest, a month monthly view, you should be digging into those playbooks and looking for updates, looking for new links, looking for new information points for the rest of the team to make sure that they've got a really clean, clear cut view of what they need to do on the day to day. The second one, Shep, is the journey map. Now, I know the journey maps can get a little overplayed and I know a lot of CX and CS or sometimes are, are getting you know tired of talking about this, but unfortunately, these things work, guys, right? Like the minute that you're able to cleanly map out all of the different lines on the pitch, if you will, and you can start to distinguish where your defense is going to play, where your midfield is going to play, where your offense is going to play. And you actually have roles on the field for, for where people need to go attack the ball or be ready to, to defend the ball. That is huge, man. And that's process. And I think in these growth-focused companies, Shep, as, as you know, things change every single solitary day. Not every week. They change every day. So, so, so you need to come up with your own preference and your, your own style for your business and your team to think about who on the team is going to be mapping and documenting 
all of the different things that you're going through week over week over week as your company grows and evolves. Right. So I want to hit two things there. Let's start with the journey map because it ties into what I want to do related to the process. The journey map is part of the process, but uh, it's created to your, uh, we call it a process manual, whatever you want to call it. Number one, uh, you can't do it one time because about the time you've got it perfected, something's going to change. You need to go back and and update it. So this is a, a journey map, you know, go through this exercise and I would suggest if you've never done it before, you actually go through it a couple of times yep. in, a, in a, a two, three month period because you'll tweak it. Then you can move to every six months. And I think that if, you know, it, it, depending on your business, you can maybe do it once a year, but you don't want to wait much longer than that because the way you do business is going to change, which takes us back to the manual that people would go to to get the answers to know how to do this, to, you know, uh, uh, call it a knowledge base, tutorials, et cetera. Yeah, we yep. have something in our business we call the unique method. And that's probably not a very good title for this book that we've created, but it comes from the coach that I work with, Dan Sullivan, from the strategic coach. One of the first things we did is uh, when in one of the first sessions with Dan was he said, you need to take everything in your business that you do and you need to put it into a manual. Yeah. Everything. So I've never, uh, at the time, I had never shipped out anything via FedEx or USPS, or, you know, like packages. And one day my assistant was sick and I had to get a package out. So I just opened up the method manual and there it was. But, uh, and we call it unique method because what we want everybody to do is take a look at the process that's there. And then we want to, if somebody has a different way of doing it, they put their unique spin on it, that gets added. And then we decide we like this one better or not. And we just, or maybe we do a combination, but we're constantly adding to it with individuals, unique contributions to making the process better. So once again, this isn't something you sit down and do one time. And now we've got the book and we're going to live with it for three years. No, it's something you have to look at again and again and again, and constantly update, especially because technology is moving so quickly and changing and updates are happening all the time. All right. We only have a few minutes left and we need to get into feedback. Let's, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Pillar number four. So, okay. So, Chef, with feedback. Um, now, look, I think over the last two years, the entire world, <laughs> just not just CX and CSers and people like us that are constantly thinking about customers and employees, right? But the whole world finally understands that asking someone, hey, man, hey, you know, how are you doing? How are things going? Is everything good? Because we've all just had the craziest last two years that, that most of us can imagine, right? Now let's let's now let's move back into the business side of things, Chef. Companies have been getting better at collecting feedback for, for a long time. You know, I, I think about some of some of your some of your work, Chef, from years ago. You've been talking about this forever, right? Constantly be trying to get new information, get new nuggets of gold. Like, don't bother asking the customers if you're not going to do something with the damn stuff. All of that. So there's there's many customer-focused business leaders that have been thinking about that. But now you see companies across the world, it's mandatory, right? There, there's no, there is no question about whether or not you need to be collecting feedback. Now let's take it to the next step though. What do you do with the feedback, right? I think a lot of the companies that we're working with the CXC right now, Shep, a couple of things. They are oftentimes struggling to understand 
um, how to ask certain questions. Maybe NPS or CSAT isn't exactly right for their product or their service. Maybe they need to ask more granular questions or there's more user-based knowledge questions, or maybe there's more user interface questions if it's a piece of technology. But what are you going to do with the feedback has become something that I think is going to be really, really exciting for the CX and the CS space moving forward. I think tons of us are listening and learning and reading and understanding and maybe even testing in our teams ideas for how we can get better at this idea of building a voice of customer task force or voice of customer reporting, VOC reporting, whatever you want to call it. Um, but those task force and those groups of SMEs that come, up, that come along, you get multiple members of the team from across the business or from across the journey, right? Across the customer journey to come around the table and to actually take some time to digest the feedback, um, compartmentalize the feedback, create, create buckets or tags or different ways that you can indicate how you can sort of chalk some of this feedback up. Um, the, the other part is this, social listening has become huge. And most companies, I would argue, Shep, some really brilliant companies that we've had the chance to, to work with, they, they weren't necessarily thinking about how to leverage their social listening and, 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 and understanding without even needing to get surveys. What are people saying about us on Facebook? What are people yammering about us on Twitter? What are people liking, commenting, or engaging upon in, in, in Instagram, right? All of these different channels create all of this extra feedback that's lying there waiting for us. Yeah. Verbatim, by the way. Up. 100 per verbatim. Yeah. You can see what these people are thinking, feeling, uh, yeah. saying, breathing before you ever send an NPS survey, right? That's the other thing is like, there's all this information out there right now before you blast one survey email, right? So, so feedback is going to be huge. I think the last part, Chef, too, is just when I said socialization earlier in the show, if your business and your team isn't taking the time to socialize that customer feedback all the way up the executive ladder to the CEO, to the top of the business, and then all the way down to your newest customer service rep or your newest business development rep, even better, someone who's going to be pitching and selling your product, then you're behind, man. And you got to be thinking about how you can share this information in a really clean, clear-cut way so that you're storytelling across the business about what customers love, what customers aren't so thrilled about, and what customers really don't like about us at all. Because that's how a business and that's how, uh, how any type of corporate culture can improve overnight. Boom. That's huge. That, it's like my mind is exploding. Uh, you know, <laughs> again, you talk like I do. You talk fast. And even though- hey, It was 10 years in New York about- City, Chef. 10 years in New York right, City. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and in about uh, just a little over 20 minutes, we did a 40 minute uh, presentation here. And by the way, I want to emphasize when you use that word socialize, it's not putting it out to the world. It's putting out to your company, socializing yes. the feedback so that people can see what's going on. They could see the fruits of the labor are paying off they're, they're They know they're doing a great job. Hence, in step six of my process, that celebration phase where we let people know they're doing a great job. We have time for one final question. It's the one thing question. What's the one last nugget of wisdom? And it could be from the four pillars or it could be some extra nugget that you're saying, you know what? I just want to share this little piece <laughs> of uh, you know thought leadership with this audience. Okay, so I think, Shep, the thing that we've really been focusing on as we've been doing our end of year review with our team at CXC, it's it's a twofold apart. Number one, and we've been saying this to our customers pretty much since day one, I say this on the podcast a lot, but CX, customer experience, it's a team sport. It's a yeah. team sport. Yeah. CX is a team sport. I'm going to say it three times because if, if you are the only guy or gal in your business that truly cares about this stuff and you want to push the needle and you want to make, you want to move the mountain, you want to get, you want to take all those, those detractors and you want to turn them into promoters. 
if you're by yourself, it's just not going to happen. I, I hate to, I hate to be negative because I try to be positive most of the time, Shep, but that's the reality. Here's the second thing. Um, CX is also modern selling. And I know a lot of people, they say, what are you talking about, Adrian? Why, why would you say that? And Shep, you've been, you're one of the OGs on this, brother. You've been talking about this literally forever, but companies that understand that if you invest in incredible customer experience, you think about the whole, every single touch point across the journey, you understand that every player on the field has a role for curating that kick-ass CX, that's the company that's going to dominate. That's the company that's going to blow through their sales goals. And those are the beginning of the companies that are going to last for a long time and have really, really high valuations. And I think that those are two things that we're constantly trying to, trying to, trying to work on and always trying to think about and always uh, uh, trying to try to get out there into the world. And look at that. I asked for one and you gave us two. Thank you. Always welcome. Uh, under promise over deliver. You got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have been talking with Adrian Brady, Chizana, not Chizana, Chizana. <laughs> and he is the author of the four CX pillars to grow your business. Now the customer experience playbook. And if you want to learn more about him, just go to cxchronicles.com. This is why we call it amazing business radio. Thank you so much for being on the show. Shep, it's been my absolute pleasure, pleasure man. I, uh, thank you so much for having me. Man, it is great. And we are going to be back next week with another amazing interview. So please be sure to tune in again. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs> <laughs>